0: While pursuing your digital transformation, strategizing and prioritizing your next steps in order to cross the innovation chasm is a daunting task. However, you're not alone on your transformation journey. SAP user groups and communities are here to enable SAP and SAP users as well as partners to form strategic partnerships, exchange best practices and share experiences while providing technical and functional feedback to SAP. Which is why today's podcast features a panel of three distinguished leaders of SAP user communities. We have Akeem Vormenak, the Global Vice President of SAP International Spend Community Strategy, Don Tiura, the CEO and President of Sourcing Industry Group, SIG, and Jeff Scott, the CEO and Chief Community Champion at America's SAP User Group, ASUG. We will talk about the role of communities, the value they bring to their members, how they ensure engagement in a hybrid world, and so much more. As always, my name is Akshimola, Mola, and you're listening to SAP Experts Podcast. And since today's episode is all about community, don't forget to subscribe and be a part of the SAP Experts Podcast community. Welcome, everyone. Today's episode is all about community. So why don't we just get started with that? We will be starting with you, Dawn. Tell us about your community, but in your own words, and
1: what's your unique differentiator? I'd love to. Thank you for having us. So, SIG, which uh, stands for Sourcing Industry Group, is the world's largest association representing procurement, outsourcing, and third party risk. We have in total about 17 trillion US equivalent dollars of spend under management as a result of all of our buy side members or people with the budgets. And so, what makes us very different is that we are 100% non commercial in nature and very, very collegial. And it really is more of a tribe, it's a family. Uh, People within SIG support other SIG members. And so we're about 55,000 people strong within our community and they're always there to help one another out. So it's just an amazing group of people. Lovely,
0: lovely. I see Don is already there with the big numbers. A tribe, a family who have 17 trillion spend under management. So with that said, Jeff, same question. Tell us about your community in your own words.
2: Oh, I'd love to. So I'm Jeff Scott, I'm the CEO of Basug, America's SAP Users Group. We have been around the SAP ecosystem for 30 years. We are SAP's largest customer community, representing the North America customer base, about 135,000 members across uh, thousands of SAP customers. So when it comes to SAP, um, everything that we do around SAP is to help organizations succeed with this investment that they're making. And obviously the the procurement uh, side of the of the SAP ecosystem is incredibly important, very rich uh, in a lot of opportunities there. So we are thrilled to have this opportunity to talk about community and the importance of bringing customers together, you know, and I think Don and I are going to have a lot of fun with this today.
0: Agreed, Don, and you will be having fun. But Akim is also here with us. Akim. So, Akim, how does your team serve as a bridge between SAP and our communities, like ASUG and SIG?
3: Yeah, thanks for having me, uh, Akim Vormanek. Yeah, I head up uh, a community strategy for what we call our spend area in in SAP. So, really, the bridge between. Basically, the the spend under management theme that you heard earlier, and kind of the the getting value out of your SAP system. So I think really a great great uh, bridge there. What we try to say why we do communities and why we work with communities is really twofold. Number one is definitely the language that is spoken in communities. It's it's a language that exists, uh, like Dawn said, peer to peer trust family, and. That's a language that we need to represent, and we need to be part of that. And, you know, we sometimes have a little bit of our own language as a vendor, as a company, and, and being in that community reminds us of, of what the community uses. And I think that's just a very, very big piece that we we are part of that and we like to listen and engage with the community. And the second point is definitely the journey. And as as both Jeff and, and Dawn know, is Customers are on a different part of the journey. We need to talk as a vendor, maybe sometimes with a little bit the early adopters, and and really, really filter out the the next big innovation. Customers have different priorities. And so if customers are on a different learning journey in terms of adoption and digital transformation, that's just great. That then the communities can interchange that with each other. Yeah, we basically can say, look, here's someone who went through the fire. Let them share their story, and then the other customers can pick that up. So that's basically the two things we we try to uh, foster there.
2: If I might just jump in for a second, I think you know one of the great things about SCP that I've been a part of for you know almost 20 years is it does think about community. It does understand the importance that community brings. To the ecosystem, it is very much aligned with how its customers are thinking, how it can be responsive to customer needs and wants. And so I think the differentiator for me, the strategic differentiator for SCP has always been, and I've been around lots of different software providers in my career, is the, the intent that SCP has around community.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, like Akeem, he mentioned that uh, about language of trust and, very important, the importance of listening. So going uh, by our previous uh, question, expanding a little bit on that, Akeem, you already touched upon the benefits for the customers when they see somebody who has been there, done that, uh, and to learn from that. Uh, can you also expand on the benefits of partners?
3: Yeah, absolutely, yeah, that's a great point. So b- both ASAG and SIG are great partners of ours as in bringing customers together, creating a theme, creating a, a platform, um, four leaders in the industry to to exchange that. And and Dawn hinted on that already when she talked about buy side, she also obviously brings in the sell side, and ASAC, too, brings in partners. Um, very, very important that in a community, we cannot be, as SAP, 100% of the technology that is used. I think that's a reality, and I think that's something we need to really, really embrace there that in any community in any kind of network and any kind of uh, uh, infrastructure like that or any kind of community, we will have a a diversity and a diversity of technologies that are used. I think that's very, very important. And I think both of the communities that we have here today are are architected in that way.
0: Absolutely, Jeff. And I would want to grab your perspective on this because you mentioned that you have had uh, experiences with other software vendors as well. So how do communities like ASUG, they benefit customers and they benefit from SAP's involvement.
2: Well, I I think, you know, what Don said earlier related to what is community and it's really a collection of individuals coming together where hopefully, you know, the sum is is greater than and much greater than the parts. And I think our ability from an SAP perspective and an ASUG perspective to talk about tech, Don talking about how does this matter to people who are Procurement, uh, you know, professionals who you know have spent a lot of time in the procurement space, bringing these groups together to really joint problem solve, understand how they learn from each other, peer interactions, how these solutions get get put to work, and how we basically as a community learn to get much better. I think that's the essence and the core of it. I think Occam said it really well. You know, SAP provides amazing solutions. But at the end of the day, it's it's, you know, the community that that Dawn champions, the community I champion that take those solutions and really make the magic work and make them work for their organizations.
0: Lovely, lovely. And Dawn, this actually brings me to you, because uh, a couple of episodes ago, we I was talking to Tony Harris and he was mentioning uh, about the SAP Business Network. And also how procurement and the role of procurement has changed, you know, what was once considered like a cost saving organization now has a seat on the strategic table. So I would like to hear your perspective on having this community, how SIG has changed, but also how this community benefits this tribe that you mentioned, this family
1: benefits the customers. Yeah, absolutely. So when I started off at SIG, I was on the advisor side and I was a supply chain consultant. And when I first went to SIG and started talking about strategic sourcing, it, people just sort of poo pooed it it was like oh that's you know pens and paper and they didn't really put a lot of uh, a lot of umph into what we can do you know we had the big outsourcing agreements and they were talking billions of dollars and we were talking millions and so it really took a long time for people to understand whether you're doing a major outsourcing deal or a strategic sourcing initiative it's using a common methodology it's using the tool sets and I was actually there when um, Ariba was first actually introduced into the community at SIG. And people were like, a tool. Okay, that's just e-sourcing. So all we're doing is doing sourcing over the internet. People had no idea at the breadth and depth of what was going to happen when Ariba came on, on, on the scene. And so, you know, my I think my role within the within the art leadership is to always tell people, you don't know what you don't know. If you haven't looked at SAP Ariba, or another technology recently, and I mean within the last month or two, you've already don't know what they're achieving. And so it behooves you as a chief procurement officer to always stay abreast for the latest technologies. And so 25% of our membership is on the technology advisor side because, you know, and I always tell people, since I came from the advisor side, we worked with hundreds, if not thousands of clients. We bring a perspective that you don't have as a single company. And so just be open to listening, be open to learning, because we might bring a solution. You know, we had someone said, Well, I got a, a solution, I was listening to a guy talk about diapers, and I'm taking it back to one of the largest chicken producers in the country. And he said, No one's gonna believe me that I was talking to someone from Procter and Gamble about diapers, and their solution fits for us. People have no idea that cross-fertilization that can happen when you have these really rich conversations and you're open to learning from other people, other technologies, other leaders, other companies. It's just, it's it. that's really what we're all about is just share network and share best practice. And I do wanna give a plug too to Akeem because he's on our advisory board. And I tell you, he lights up the room when he walks in, he's full of energy, passion, and just, he's such a great ambassador for SAP. So you guys should be very, very proud to have him on your leadership team. I'm proud to have him on mine.
2: You know, when we think about the Ariba software suite, you know, I want to share some statistics with the audience today. 94% of the SAP customer base is familiar with Ariba. That tells you how central procurement sourcing, strategic sourcing is to this community. 94% of them, when we ask them, do you know what this is? They go, yep, know what it is. Now, the opportunity is only 49% of them are currently using it. So they know it. They're not all using it, but it's a great opportunity to add to it. So when I think about the, strat- the strategy around strategic sourcing, as Don talked about, I, I think that speaks volumes to the reality of it. This is important to the SAP community. It's important to the customer base. They're watching it. They're thinking about it. They're learning from it, and they're they're more importantly deploying it.
0: Mm-hmm. You bring up such a good point, Jeff. Because uh, in my actual experience as a solution advisor back when I was in the field. I remember an actual encounter with a customer in which they were so excited. That's the best kind of customers who are excited to see your demo. And they said something like, oh my God, I was on your YouTube channel yesterday and I was watching this intelligence spend video. It had 1 million views. So of course that awareness is there, but to bridge the gap between knowing about intelligence spend, but actually thinking about okay, what does it mean for me? I think communities play a big role on that. And Don, I want to get your perspective a little bit on this because you did mention about how you, uh, as a community, bring bring in the, the change perspective that okay, this is how we can cross pollinate, this is how we can learn from each other. But how have you seen how members have changed with regards to how they engage with the communities? over the past few years?
1: Well, I mean, just because we're recording this and we're coming slowly out of a pandemic, I can tell you the community has been the most important aspect. And I'm sure, Jeff, you feel the same way. We had to turn to our community and they had to turn to one another to get through the pandemic, especially early on, you know, when suddenly PPE became a direct, not an indirect good, but a direct spend category. And, you know, and hand sanitizer and all the different things that needed to be procured. And then, you know, just being able to rely on one another on how are you doing the remote work? How are, you know, what are your systems that you're putting in place? How are you dealing with cyber? How did you get enough computers and monitors and everything? This community had to come together. And it, it was fantastic at how much sharing there was. I mean, of literally physical supplies that were shared among members, but just the contacts and the the ways of thinking. It, you know, it, it was therapeutic in a lot of ways for us to be able to come together and solve these problems, but everybody was facing this huge change for the first time in everybody's lives and nobody was left out. And so everybody needed each other to get through it. And I tell you the, the community was my emotional support. They were each other's emotional support. And, you know, it, it, and just having things like Zoom and being able to look other people in the face when you haven't left your house in weeks, you know, was just so powerful. So the community has meant more than ever it has been proven how important it is to have a community
2: don i couldn't agree with you more in some of the early days of the pandemic we were talking to a lot of the big sap customers you know the 50 billion 100 billion dollar customers and we were talking to their procurement teams who for the first time had to procure things they had no experience with they were buying tents right because they had to do testing before people entered a manufacturing facility they had to buy ppe and, and just the stories out of this community about struggling with understanding what are the things we're purchasing? We are purchasing on you know, incredibly tight timeframes of, of mm-hmm. materials we have no idea what these things are, how well they are constructed, where we get them from. I mean, so the work that this supply chain community, the work that the procurement community has done over these past two years of a pandemic is phenomenal. And, and just hats off to them from really moving heaven and earth to, to keep these organizations and these people moving forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can't agree more.
0: And speaking of the role of communities and how they help move heaven and earth, SAP is celebrating its 50th anniversary and Asug has been around for more than 30 years. So with such a rich history, Jeff, I have to ask you how has the role and operations of the ASAC community changed over the past few years or rather the past 3 decades, I must say.
2: Well, and you mean the past 3 years. Uh, you know, to your point and Don pointed this out <laughs> amazingly well. I mean this was an organization that was you know largely a face-to-face community we did you know 300 chapter meetings a year we have 38 chapters across north america we did hundreds of events so this was a focused community and face-to-face engagement that ended in march of 2020 and it ended abruptly i remember being in phoenix and a week later shutting the entire office down and you know that was not just our reality that was a reality for the entire community so our ability to pivot to virtual experiences, to be able to have, you know, some degree of meaningful dialogue over Zoom or Teams or, you know, Google Meet, whatever the, the, the technology of choice was became incredibly important. What I am excited about now is last week, we just finished Sapphire, SAP Sapphire and ASIC Accelerate in Orlando. And, um, and I know we, people are gonna hear this a couple of weeks later, but, you know, early May, we were back together face-to-face, smaller audience than we had historically done. But an audience that was just so excited to be back together again and, and seeing each other, and um, you know, it's still a little bit of a, of a pandemic. There's still COVID moving around, so there were some hugs, um, you know, there were some handshakes and fist bumps. But to bring this community, and I think I'm sure Don feels exactly the same way. There, there's a magic in when people come together and see each other for the first time after a couple of years, and just say, "Oh my God, what have you been doing?" Because you know these virtual meetups, Teams, or or you know zoom are are not conducive to just five minute flybys. this is not a technology that says, Hey, you know, I got a five minutes, let me just randomly call someone. It doesn't quite work that way. Um, But these face to face events do. And I think that's why the 30 year legacy of of ASUG has been so influential in the SAP community is because we've stood the test of time.
0: And Akeem, I see you there and you're smiling and listening. So from you, I would love to hear more about SAP's relationship with uh, communities like ASUG and SIG and the benefits that they bring, but I also want to know more about consortiums. I know, being from Houston, Texas, we used to have the, we do have the oil and gas consortium, and how it bridges the gap between industry best practices and next practices. So, tell us a little bit more about all of that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, yeah, you heard a lot about how how communities are listening. Uh, The sounding board for us, yeah? Like we sometimes, like I said, we're getting hung up a little bit on our own language, so Jeff and his team are really good to say, hey, 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 don't don't use your own lingo there too much. Let's make sure this is um, uh, uh, understandable, consumable. The same actually for the solutions themselves. Yeah. If we think about the ecosystem aspect that we mentioned, um uh yeah, when we talk about products, they need to be open, they need to be ecosystem ready. So this is something that Dawn and her 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 team are really encouraging with us to say, look, you, you want to build solutions, absolutely, but you also need to make sure they're they're what we call interoperable. So this is very, very important. The the other thing is definitely how do we find places for the community to exist in our products yeah we've been doing this for a while for the last couple of years we made a business network. yeah. So we have a fundamentally community-oriented product where you can find other suppliers, you can search for other sources of supply, you can exchange best practices. And so this is something that we've been doing for a long, long time. We now added a lot of uh, community capabilities there around pricing, around uh, inviting other suppliers that we suggest with artificial intelligence based on the community behavior. So we really enriched our products also there with community data and market data. Data, yeah, uh, insights from the from the market. So that's very very important. And again, that's a journey we're going to continue to to bring our products uh, even closer into that into that fold. That the digital realm will stay, but the digital realm is not just Zoom. It's also hey, I fired up the product, and now I can see what the community is saying about this particular uh, set of commodities or or other things, and I can tap into pricing data from the community as well. Um, in terms of the industry flavor, you, you touched on that with, with oil and gas. I think that has been a, a mainstay of SAP for, for, I don't know, 30, 40 years, to work with peers in industry groups and really, really bring together um, industry peers. We, we sometimes even create products together with industry consortia. Yeah, uh, Oil and gas is probably a, a very prominent one. and And some of the first forays into industry solutions for SAP were basically, taking design specs from a group of customers and normalizing them and bringing them into you know the fold, into the standard product. Um, so this is very, very important. The, the one thing that we like to do there as well is also stipulate a discussion around best practices. Yeah, we, we've we had that where I was in oil and gas discussions and then you know some of the buyers work with their suppliers in a very loose way. And they basically say, look, I'm just putting a blanket purchase order out and then well, they dig a hole somewhere in Alaska. We're, we're on the same side. We don't need control in the purchase order or in the, in the invoice. We just see what they're doing, and then we do eye to eye contact. And then there's other companies who are very rigid, and there's maybe a refinery uh, re- renovation going on, and it's all about uh, uh, safety hazards and all that. So everything needs to be documented very well. If we bring that out, these kind of just you know diverse scenarios, that creates a little bit of a of a of a backdrop for our customers to say, this is the span that SAP tries to. Um, um attack that, that's what we're trying to muster that's what we're trying to make available to you and it shows the depth and the breadth of our solutions and the configurability and a lot of these things that we're trying to innovate around so sometimes these consortia are bringing people together in, in a, on a common core but sometimes they also show the diversity of of how these business processes can be can be uh, executed in a very, very different scenario based on some of these exterior circumstances
0: Absolutely, they help us realize that technology, digital transformation can never be one size fits all. And I think that diversity of perspective is very, very important. Which uh, Don and Jeff, I need to ask you this, perhaps in a panel style. How does your community help its member get the most bang for their buck, get the most value from their SAP investments, and how does your organization help SAP, us, you know, to hold us accountable and to meet the needs of your members. So Jeff, do you wanna start? Don, do you wanna start? Who wants to start?
1: I'll let Jeff, because we're gonna have very different perspectives, I bet.
2: Yeah, I think from our perspective, right, what's really neat about the conversation today is, is Dawn and her team really represent this amazing community of purchasing professionals. And where we come from an ASUG perspective is from a technology point of view. I think if you fuse both of those together, you really get the best of both worlds. You get you know a rich understanding of how technology can help drive you know, opportunity and, and drive business outcomes and how you know professionals in both spaces can be really at the top of their game and the best in class of what they do. From an ASIC perspective, whether we're doing virtual uh, you know virtual meetups, whether we're you know getting together locally through our 38 chapters across North America, Uh, whether we're meeting up at at events, Akim talked about, you know, oil and gas, that's an event we've been doing uh, for goodness gracious decades now, Um, or there's a lot of other, you know, great industry events out there. And I think about utilities. Utilities has an amazing amount of of procurement and strategic sourcing, and you know, next generation procurement going on. Automotive is another example, right? Chemicals is even another one. You can kind of go down the list of all the industries that SAP participates in, and you can see some great opportunities to have some really deep strategic conversations. So I think that you know, community is all about you know learning from each other, from learning about best practices, um, talking to each other hear benefits, uh, benefits to provide influence and counsel and advice going up, uh, going across, and then you know helping grow people's careers. I think we sometimes talk about this uh, from a lot of different perspectives, but ultimately for me, and I think for Don as well, and Don, I uh, you know I want to hear your point of view. Our, our job is to create great technology professionals who are committed and dedicated and see great success in the SAP ecosystem. And I'm sure you know my you know I want to make sure we're strong and vibrant as a community, and that we're doing everything we can to help people drive their careers forward.
1: Yeah, I like that Jeff. So my first SAP implementation was at Southern California Edison, electric and gas utility. So yeah, I can really relate to that and used to go to all the utility conferences. So SAP is huge in so many different industries. It's amazing. But, you know, and our perspective is really different when we, when how we get, uh, how we help our members get more value out of SAP is by bringing to SAP the new ideas. You know, you figure somebody just because you're an SAP user doesn't mean you don't go to breakouts by every other provider out there and listen and learn about their customer journeys. And quite often, that is when they come back and go, why can't we do this or can we add that? Oh, we already do this. I didn't know, you know, so like as to think of things like contract lifecycle management, when it was first rolled out, people, I want it, well, you have it. You just have not started using it yet. So a lot of it was just the education, that a lot of the capabilities are already there. You just don't know it's there within your tool itself. And then other times, it's enhancements that you want. And when they go to the user groups and they say, you know, this can you put this on the roadmap? Can you put this on the roadmap? They're learning that from one another. And by bringing it back to SAP, they're enhancing their experience with SAP. So it's a very different way that you know our folks some of them are the technology folks most of them are the procurement the chief procurement officers but you know third party risk is a great example you know immediately you know when that became the radar that any agreement we put in place could theoretically take down our company Oh my God, SAP, what are you doing about it? Okay, you've got this AI, machine learning, you've got this intelligence, you're doing it. Oh, thank God, because now we're all worried about it. So a lot of it is just realization. And and quite often, and almost all the time, SAP is already there ahead of the client. So you guys were thinking about it before some of the members even knew that it was important to them. And you know, you put it on the roadmap and they're going, why? And all of a sudden it's like, thank God you did. So Yeah, very different way that our community, um, how we can help them get more out of their safety experience. Very different.
0: And, you know, Don, Jeff mentioned something. He said, such communities, they create great tech professionals. And you also hinted towards that. uh, And I know SIG plays a huge role in the professional development of its members. And you mentioned more towards the experiential side. Are there any other programs or how how does uh, it enable that?
1: So I am passionate about education, both from, you know, in the local level for local children and, and at-risk youth, but also for adults. If you're not learning, you're falling behind. And so I, my, my proudest achievement, besides my six kids, is the fact that we launched Sig University. And I am so proud of that. And we have created, you know, in 38 different countries, hundreds of thousands of lessons have been taught. And we're creating people that are the modern-day type of sourcing professional you need. You know, 20 years ago, you sat at a green screen, you took orders, and you placed orders. It's not that anymore. And you need people that have hard skills, deep sourcing expertise, and soft skills. They need to understand things like environmental, social, and governance, diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, how do I do change management? How do I deal with stakeholders? How do I deal with third-party risk? How do I automate and and launch intelligent automation? All of this is something that that we help educate and elevate the people that are within the procurement and third-party risk. And I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of the fact that people are passionate about getting certifications and they share in the classroom. The classroom is rich with conversations and people learning from one another from student to student. So yeah, I, I'm I'm passionate about that. And SIG University, like I said, is just uh, the, my proudest achievement.
0: Uh, so Dan, as an emerging talent, I can definitely attest to that because I'm, when we come out of universities, we don't necessarily have the work-ready skills to just jump in. And that's where such communities, such organizations really help us get there, get certified and be job ready, as mm-hmm. they say. Now, Akeem, you mentioned something very interesting when we were talking about uh, the post-pandemic world and you said digital is here to stay. So that is happening. But now we're moving towards what is not purely digital, but a hybrid world. So how did you adapt the relations that we have with communities to keep everybody on the same page?
3: Yeah, that's a very good question. We're we're definitely, the hybrid is here to stay. Yeah, we we definitely see how that plays out in our our family lives. And and as Don said, also in relationships with buyers, suppliers, technology vendors. Um, One thing that definitely we need to do as, as SAP and as any technology vendor is we need to make our solutions more consumable in an online way. We need to make Learn from the consumer uh, uh, to business software and make this adaptable and adoptable in a in a self guided way. We're making lo- lots and lots of good progress there. We have a couple of products. We call them the guided products. Yeah, we have a product uh, right now in the market. It's an add on to an existing product. It's called guided sourcing, and you can turn that on yourself. Yeah, you can go into a a dashboard that we have in our software, and then as the administrator you can uh, basically turn this new experience on for your end users and you basically can maybe prepare yourself by going through like the latest sourcing class on dawn's uh university kind of refresh a little bit but then you can enable your whole company with hundreds of hundreds of sourcing um uh, experts and maybe even some engineers and designers that need to be part of this experience um uh, in, a, in a self-guided manner. So this is definitely one of our lessons from the hybrid world that uh, you need to we need to change how how products are put into the market and how they're they're able to be adaptable and adoptable. Um, the, the second thing is definitely um the main entry point for anybody to have a question about something that exists around business is Google. so, If we basically can be there with our SAP community, with the SIG community, with ASAC, and basically present ourselves as the helpers there and say, look, I have a question. How do I procure for this and this category something? And then we show up there. This is also one of these hybrid learning experiences that we all have is. Mm-hmm. the community has to be where the question occurs and where the main question tool is is there and from there you can pick up people and you can say look why don't you join the community you become a member you go upstream into learning continuing education but we need to really pick up the 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 Uh, current and the future community members from the point of the question and that's basically a a hybrid environment because yeah, the the day that I'm at the water cooler and that I basically have my colleagues to ask my question, that segment of time is is so small now that I need to have the community be in that digital realm as well. I think that's my my two main, main lessons there
0: and jeff and don uh, we heard a lot of your thoughts already on the hybrid world you know we heard that there was a little bit of hugs and a little bit of handshakes and uh, w- you know w- we all finally had our sapphire again any other thoughts on what the future of the hybrid uh, world looks like
2: i think you know don and i really explained it well I, I think you know what a great opportunity to have all these tools at everyone's disposal i was i was reflecting for a few moments on how don talked about you know the amount of features and functionality that are available in technology today, and and our ability to keep up with that amount of information, and sometimes these peer communities can do a lot to say, you know, what, that already exists, or this is how we're handling it, and uh, you know the ability to to connect with people face to face, but to continue those conversations over video as you move throughout a you know a period of time, I think, are phenomenal, and and that's what I would li- really like to see the community do more of. You know we talk about networking all the time but networking is harder than we give it credit for most people do not walk up to a random stranger in an event and say i don't know who you are i don't know what you do but i'm going to meet you and we're going to have a conversation we think that happens but i think that happens a lot less than we give it credit for but when we do have those opportunities when we do have these introductions to have the community continue to have those one-on-one one on two, one on small group conversations throughout the year, I think are really powerful and positive. And, and to the extent that we from ASUG can sponsor that and, and incorporate that into our program offerings, to the extent that we can be champions of that, I'm sure Dawn would feel the same way, to the extent that we can continue to have those dialogues go, to me, that's, that's a huge benefit. And that, that brings a lot of joy to my heart.
1: Yeah, I have to agree, Jeff. You know, we're going to continue with things like Zoom. And I'll I'll be honest with you, just being able to sit here and and have a conversation and see Jeff's face is so much more rich than having it just be a telephone call. I would never know if I walked past him on the street, you know. And so that part is fantastic. You get to know people a little bit, but nothing is ever going to replace the face-to-face. It's that casual conversation as you're standing in a brunch line or getting a cup of coffee, or you, you know, you overhear a conversation and you jump into it that is where the true networking takes place. And that's where you start building relationships that are really long lasting. So, you know, I've met hundreds, if not thousands of people online since the pandemic. And, you know, and I really would love to meet all of them in person. And that is the richness. And so the networking will continue. I think we'll always have, the technology has gotten better. We're going to use technology. You know, travel budgets may still be restrained for a while. And you know, and the pandemic hasn't gone away completely yet. And so there's still the fear of travel for some people or the or just should not travel and be in person. So, you know, out of respect for them, we'll keep some hybrid, you know, events going. But out of respect for the people that really want to get face to face, you know, I'm I'm leaving here and heading to the airport and heading to New York for a face-to-face meeting tomorrow. And I can't wait to be with all my colleagues up there. So um, yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna continue, but I sure like the in-person world better. But we did a, a good job pivoting
2: when we had to. So I wonder what Don had to say because I, I think some of those incidental conversations you have in the lunch line, the people that you weren't expecting to come in contact with, can sometimes be the most memorable conversations that you've had. And, you know, those are the ones that are unarchitected, unplanned, they are impromptu. And I think, you know, as a technologist, you know, me saying to you that I think you know, the technology that we're talking about is amazing and, you know, I don't think we would have made it through a pandemic if we didn't all learn how to use Teams or Zoom or Google Meet, right? And and even for me, I was not using these tools prior to the pandemic. I, you know, Don pointed it out. I think it was brilliant. I was doing voice calls, you know, all the time and then the pandemic happened. I said, okay, well, let me finally use teams. Um, and you know, you got into this, you know, this vision of using these video tools and these digital tools, but that ability to have those impromptu conversations is magical. And, you know, to go to an event, to have a meeting with people and whether it's in your local geography or whether you're getting on a plane and doing hotel rooms, it doesn't matter. What matters is you're going out into the community and you're having those conversations and you're learning. That's really at the end result of what this is all about. And I think that's, you know, what we want to do and what we want to accomplish.
0: You know, all this discussion around the new hybrid world, it keeps reminding me of those old those old school margarine commercials. Why don't we do both? And I think that's where we're headed. We don't have to choose so. one or the other. We can have it all. And Akeem, uh, a couple of days ago, when we were talking uh, on such a call, you had mentioned procurement spend, intelligence spend in itself. Uh, The solution itself is community-based, there are buyers, there are suppliers. So keeping that in mind, uh, what does the future look like for business communities? And what role would you think communities uh, would keep playing in the future as the solutions, as the best practices keep evolving?
3: yeah yeah that's an excellent point i think the the solutions are fundamentally collaborative yes i think sap has always uh had a mission to bring different departments together in one company yeah if you go back 50 years ago the the root of sap was definitely this fundamental belief that whatever hr is doing finance need to know whatever procurement is doing some other departments and and the architecture of the product was uh, basically Created or all the products were created with that in mind. And great, so that's within a company. And and again, that's fantastic. What we add to this now, and it's also 20 years now, 22 years that the Ariba network has been around and, and some of the other networks that are now part of the SAP business network, um, is that external component, and it's a realization that well, I cannot produce a product without my suppliers. I cannot um, have a, a good service arrangement without external service providers. Yeah, I need someone to maintain the cell phone tower for me. I need to maintain and someone so. Companies are living in that world now, where externals are essentially part of the company. Yeah, this is very hybrid. Uh, I mentioned some of these these refinery projects, or if I, I anything that I know, even my my little coffee store around the corner here. Yeah, these are all gig workers and all that. So all the sizes that that we see, it's it's an external uh, workforce. Um, that's here to stay, and fundamentally, that's I think something that um, we. We want to enrich we want to do that more how do you do that you share data fundamentally yeah like like jeff and everybody in the sap community knows we, we need to get the master data right well fine we're, we're on that journey now we have a unified trading partner portal and we'll make that more accessible the second thing is then document exchange yeah this is something that has been around in edi forever this is fantastic that we're bringing that into the new world and bringing that into industry rich oil and gas utility related documents fantastic the third thing is definitely what we talk about today it's the community it's bringing the humans together and basically find a way to to make that conversation that we just talked about part of the community as well and and we're doing that today where we say wait, you're doing an RFP, have you considered inviting a fourth supplier from the community into that? And we're forcing companies to think about that and end users to break out of their bubble. Yeah, it's a a filter bubble, it's an echo chamber a little bit. I always use the same three suppliers and all that. And this is basically where we open up these uh, conversations with the the company uh, on the other side or with new companies. And I think that's basically where these three layers, data, the business documents, but then also this human component and and this um, uh, enrichment of the people, I think that's gonna be the winning um, factor for bringing all these three things together.
0: So Jeff, any closing thoughts from you on this very topic, the future of communities or anything else we haven't covered today?
2: I I think we've covered a lot of topics today and a lot of ground. And My view is, is that we are better as a community, we're better together. And I think that's fundamental, right? I and mean, you think about us as a society, you think about us as a global community of people, it's always been about coming together and and sharing ideas, exchanging thoughts and, and making us all collectively better. And I think the community is at the foundation of that and our ability to do better procurement, our ability to do better sourcing, our ability to do better technology, our ability to learn better, educate better, it's all part and parcel of what we're talking about. And whether that be digital or analog, I, I think it all ends up in the same, end state, which is making us better. Um, And I think that's really what this is all about today.
0: Better together. So Don, what are your thoughts around the future of communities?
1: Jeff just said it. He took the words right out of my mouth. We're always better together. And, you know, I'm not I'm not a loner. I like I like people and I love learning from other people. And so, yeah, we're always better together.
2: We're always better together as, as someone who came from Ann Arbor and another person came from East Lansing, just miles apart from each other. And, you know, great uh, great school rivalry. We're both agreeing on something. Whoever we ever thought of Michigan State and a university <laughs> <or something laughs>
3: together,
2: together like that. And it's a small world. It really is. It, when you think about it, we, when we chatted, uh, you know, a few days ago, it's like, oh my God, you know? And I think that's part of the joy of community is like, you know, you find those common connections and you have a common connection with almost everybody. Yes. I think that's what makes it so wonderful.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of those common connections, if you would like to follow Akeem, Jeff and Don, I'll be dropping links to their socials in the show notes below, as well as the links to their communities. So like we heard today, we are all better together. So please get in touch with them. If you have any questions, reach out. With that said, Jeff, Don, Akeem, it was such a pleasure having you here today with us. Thank you so much for enlightening us on the role of communities within the SAP ecosystem. Thank you for having
1: us. Bye, everybody.
3: Bye.